This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I'm Josh Muccio, and from Gimlet Media, this is The Pitch, where real entrepreneurs pitch to real investors. Howdy. Good. Good. Uh, my name is Alon. I'm Charles Alon. Nice to meet you. Alon. Lovely Alon. Nice Daniel. to meet you. Alon Schwartz is here today to pitch his startup, Unglue, his answer to cell phone addiction. But first, he has to convince our investors. So let's meet them. Daniel Galati is with Comcast Ventures. We have Jillian Manis with Structure Capital, Phil Nadell with Forefront Venture Partners, and Charles Hudson with Precursor Ventures. Each of them brings a unique perspective to the table, but they're all looking for one thing, a startup founder they can put their money behind to turn a fledgling startup into a massive success. Now... It's all up to Alon Schwartz to prove to investors that his startup is one worth betting on. Yes. So my name is Alon Schwartz. I'm mm-hmm. the CEO and co-founder of Unglue. Yeah. Uh, so if you have kids, if you ever seen kids in a restaurant, in the street, in a park, you know that our kids are pretty much glued to their devices. Um, insane amount of time. They're spending about six and a half hours per day on their many devices. And it's not getting any better. It's not just Alon who's worried about this. A lot of recent research has shown that those hours spent staring into the glowing light of a smartphone is really bad for kids. Some studies correlate more screen time to depression and loneliness. But parents still have a hard time keeping their kids off their phones, a problem Alon knows all too well. For him, it all came to a head one afternoon. Came back home, uh, go to one of my kids, I won't tell you which one, and uh, walking into his room, supposed to do homework, of course, he's on his phone, uh, Snapchatting. So told him, okay, put the phone down. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, sure. Okay, I'll come back 20 minutes there just to make sure, sure is actually what it is. And of course, he's watching YouTube videos on his computer instead of doing homework on the computer. You know, just to be sure, I come back 20 minutes later, and of course, he's taking a break. And at that point, that's it, I see red. You became That's unlaid. it. I <laughs> decide to put an end to this. I just unplug all of the, the computer, the Xbox, took his phone, took his tablet, threw it on my bed. If this were a movie, this would be the part where the main character has a totally over-the-top comical meltdown. I went to his brother, to his sister, took all of their devices as well. They, of course, thought, you know, they went crazy. And I had this nice pile of electronics on my bedroom uh, bed. It was beautiful. (laughs) It was beautiful and satisfying. But even in that moment of triumph, Alon realized that this solution probably wasn't the most sustainable one, at least not if he wanted to sleep in the bed again. So he thought, wouldn't it be nice if instead of repoing all of their electronics, I could just get my kids to use them less? 
how do we get them to stop or pause using the things that are really hard to stop, like social media, watching videos, and playing games? And when I couldn't find something that actually does that, I decided to start on Glue. So Alan and his team set out to build that something else. And after years of development, they finally unveiled Unglue. What we've done is we empowered kids to manage their own time. Instead of that becoming all stick, control, we made it into something fun, a game that kids actually like. I'm here to raise $3 million uh, to continue to grow the business, find investors and partners to join us in this important mission that we're on. Tell us about the product. The product. So what what is Unglue, first of all? so the parents set, download the, the Unglue app to their phone, okay. they start the setup. So once the app is installed on their children's phones, parents can see just how much time their kids are spending on what apps. They can also limit time spent on apps that have the potential to be addictive. So if they spend it you know, on anything from Snapchat, Instagram, Clash Royale, whatever the thing, you know, YouTube, Netflix, everything, we count that time. When that time ends, they can still, again, do homework, do everything, listen to music on Spotify, no problem. Can't watch any more cat videos, can't Snapchat until midnight. But it's not just the parents who have the control. With Unglue, kids can actually earn extra time to spend on their favorite apps. All they have to do are some good old-fashioned chores. Walk the dog, feed the cat, help your brother with his homework. You can earn time. Obviously, make parents super happy, like, oh my God, my kid just emptied the dishwasher. That's insane. Kids happy because, what, I just have to empty the dishwasher to earn 15 more minutes? Score, no problem, I'll do that. At the end of the day, kids retain some control over their phones. Parents are seeing their kids more. Everyone is happy. So what makes Unglue happy? So, let's talk about business. <laughs> yeah, how do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you monetize? <laughs> that was a silence here for a second. Uh, so, it's a subscription product. First 14 days are free, free trial. Everything is open. You can see exactly how it works. After 14 days, you can subscribe for $10 a month or $84 a year. Um, What we see is that on average, 12 to 15% of our users subscribe or of our active users subscribe. Let's Uh, define that a little bit better. 12 to 15% of active users. How many active users? So first of all, active user means at least one kid with at least one device. So the parent uh, finished the setup. Right, the setup, they they sign up, they finish the setup, all the timing, everything. They got their phone from their kid. They put the app there. There's no resistance, whatever. They're using it. Out of that, 12 to 15% subscribe. How many active users? So active users, we have about 13,000 active users right now. Okay. So we have about 800 uh, paying subscribers. So... This is Julianne. um, I'm coming at from uh, from the parent point of view, okay? I I have a feeling that it's going to be very difficult to talk your teenager into... You're saying that they're going to buy in. I don't see a teenager buying into this. You know, I see that they're going to be perceiving this as punitive. Um, Instead of sort of incentivizing them, uh, you're actually limiting them to something that they already feel they have the right to. You give them a phone, they have the right to use it however they want. It's really all about uh, how do you present it to the kid. And I'll tell you why. So I've talked to 1,500 parents and their kids already. And what I discovered is, 
that unlike what we think that you know, said, you know, kids want you know, eight hours, 12 hours, that's actually not the case. By now, teens know that too much time in front of the screen is not good for them. They know. So Alan has done his homework and the results of his research are good. Parents and kids know that their screens aren't good for them. But it's one thing getting people to download an app because they know they should. It's a whole other thing to get people to keep using it. So I know it's early, but um, on the monthly users, what kind of churn are you seeing? Right, that's a great question. So first of all, the monthly to annual, um, just about 52% of our users go to the monthly, 48% go to the annual. So again, for me, it's a really great show, you know, that they like what they see. They're like, okay, fine, it's a year, let's go. And it's also for me, sure, that we can probably, you know, play with the numbers. That's a pretty big discount you're giving them for the annual. Yeah, the gap there is uh, encouraging them to do it. I definitely think we can play with the numbers. Uh, This is, you know, price testing is part of what we're going to do soon enough. Uh, Every week, there's a test. So what about the churn? So the churn, what we see is... Um, if you're looking at total subscribers, we're seeing um, about 7.5% drop month over month. So 15% of the monthly subscribers? So 15 to 20% in the first two months, yeah, we're losing. And then it starts flattening out. Those are pretty impressive numbers for a consumer product, especially one built on the back of breaking bad habits and doing chores. Can you just give me who built this a little bit, your background on this? <coughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, Are you an engineer or is this yep. your... Okay. So my background is uh, in engineering. My previous startup before on Glue was called DocStock. Uh, it was a very large website for small uh, small business professionals. So documents, videos, articles. Yeah. I co-founded that with another guy uh, back in LA. Uh, we started 2006. The company was acquired by Intuit in 2013. Um, after that, I uh, told my wife, that's it, no more startups. She took one look at me and said, sure, Alon, I believe you. Um, so that lasted for about a year. And uh, honestly, when I realized what's going on at home, yeah. my wife is a high school teacher. And when I realized that, you know, put me aside, I mean, how can we not solve this problem? Yeah, I agree. Installing anything, anything out there, something has to be done. So I took upon myself to solve the problem for the next generation. It's one thing when a founder walks in claiming they've created the next big tech company. It's something else entirely when that founder already has a successful startup under their belt. That's when investors sit up and really pay attention. Now the thought on all their minds is, can lightning strike twice? Here's Daniel. So what protection do you have here um, against Phil starting a company that, you know, undercuts Unglued by five bucks a month and basically take share that way? First of all, the technology itself. It took us about two years to build the technology uh, to cover any device, wherever it is. That's very, very complicated. Kids will try to hack it. Kids will try to uninstall it. We need to let the parents know. There is tremendous amount of technology behind the scene. It's super simple for the parents and the kids. But to, I, can I just push back a little of bit? Of course. Which is, um, if I'm taking the vantage point from the of, of the broadband provider, I would imagine that I would imagine like. of what you're worried about as a parent is what happens at home, kind of after hours. And imagine that like 90% of that is kind of on your Wi-Fi rails anyway. And so, A, is that right? That's not right, no. So, um, kids, 
We mentioned they're smart, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you block their Wi-Fi, what do they do? They just yeah. take their phone and switch off, yeah. uh, go to their cellular network, and yeah. continue to do whatever they want. But there's got, but you can just. That's an easy. You can, I don't know, turn off cellular data when they're at home or something, or yeah, find maybe, a way to. Sure, you can do it every day. Go take your yeah. kid's phone, turn it. I mean, you, you, the reality is, you, you if you need to do anything manually on a daily basis, it won't work. It it has to cover cellular, right? Most of the kids' use use is actually on their smartphone. Whether it's good or not, of course not. But that's the reality. Well, I know a lot more... of adults like that too. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. That's another thing we'll talk about <laughs> because nasty. we're all addicted, right? Honestly, yeah. we're all guilty of the exact same. Yeah. You know, think we're, yeah. For me, it, it's a proof that this is a problem that must be solved right now. It feels like this is a neat kind of hook product into like a bigger ocean of... That's what I've been trying to think about. Yeah. yeah. So, What's the next? Yeah. As you think about sort of adjacencies, you know, you've got the parent, right. you've got the kid, they're using your product every day. What's like the big ocean? The big ocean. In other words, tell me just how big of an opportunity this is for me. Perfect question. So the bigger vision really is Unglue is the solution, the tool they use, kids, to manage their time overall from now until they're going to college or and, and beyond. So if you look at Unglue not as a parental control, but more as a time management solution that kids use. So if you start you know, figuring out um, how much I need to do for homework, how much I need to budget for, and we're helping with that. And that's a tool that helps them say, okay, well, I need to, I do need to spend an hour today on practicing for that test, or I have an hour of, you know, soccer practice or music or drama or whatever, which all the things my kids are doing. And, and that becomes the tool they use all the time to manage their time. But that's, isn't that just, isn't that like Google Calendar? Isn't that just like a calendar? It's app? a lot more than a calendar because the bigger problem here is putting something on a calendar is just there. How do you enforce it? So I've met a couple of companies that are working on this problem and you all seem to have, it seems to me like Apple letting third-party developers use the MDM profile is a big part of what made this possible mm-hmm. to be able to get down to that level of, of control. How does this all play out in the end? Does it end up like antivirus where you have three or four different brands that are similar but market themselves differently? Does it end up with one company that's the solution for everyone? Can you just give me your sense for how the market plays out? Yeah, I think it will be probably one or two players. Uh, that's why I see it. Um, and the, the one or two players will be the ones that the kids will like or will hate the least. <laughs> if you don't want to look at it, that's how it will play out. There's no doubt that Alon sees Unglue as the answer to smartphone addiction. But has he convinced investors that this opportunity is as huge as he thinks it is? First up, Jillian who cuts right to the chase. I don't see the long tail. And I perhaps, I I disagree that this is for kids to manage and budget their time over a long period of time. I see this as very intriguing. And interestingly enough, I probably will use it. I'm not seeing the bigger roadmap, I think. So I'm gonna have to pass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm... I'm sort of having the same feelings. I'm just having problems with it. Uh, I just see it too much as as a feature and not a product. I think ultimately I'm going to pass as well. In less than a minute, Phil and Jillian are both out. Here's Charles. I just think like in the 80s, it was the telephone. Like I used to stay on the phone all night talking to my friends. And 
I think there's a maturity point where you have self-governance, but there's also times my mom would come in the room and unplug the landline phone from the wall and put it away because I think there are, and I think the one thing that I've become aware of, it took me a long time to realize is that these online experiences that people are having, they're engineered for addiction. Like that's the whole point. And the way that the telephone and the television weren't, you could unplug a TV, you could unplug a phone. And ultimately if there's no one on the other end of the telephone, it's not a very fun experience. These are addictive single player experiences. And so like, I applaud you for working on this. It's a pass for me because I have, I had my biggest issue is the competitive environment. I feel like I don't have a clear enough picture in my head about the end game of what happens because it seems like everyone's seizing on the same set of core technologies. It feels to me like I think you're right, like one or two companies will rise to the top. I'm just not sure which one of two it is. But this is one of the most well thought out attacks on this that I've seen. Charles is out. Last up, Daniel. I um I'm in the same boat as the the three of my colleagues here. I think it's a hard one because I think the the utility for the parent and the consumer is actually there. I think mm-hmm. that that's the, there is product market fit here, and I think you'll continue to build on that. And some of the features that you're talking about, I think some of them will pop and and be really great for parents and, and children. I think you get a lot of usage and retention, and so. It's one of those ones where, like, I really believe in the product and I really believe in um, the the roadmap. I just I don't see the the business that that comes out of it. Yeah, so I'm going to pass as well. For me, it's tough because you're exactly the type of founder I'd like to yes. invest in. Yeah, I mean, you have a you're you're very well spoken. You have the experience. You have previous exits. Your your vision is crystal clear. You know exactly what you're going to do with this, so you're exactly the type of founder that I love to invest in. So this is, <laughs> you know, I would love to see you tackling sort of a, a bigger, bigger. Yeah. you know. Yes, me too. It's almost like if in a perfect world where I t- would take a perfect founder and a perfect team and a great concept that I felt had scalability and put them together and say. Here's a you know here's a here's a here's a box you know of a, f- a fantastic everything I need. Now let me just I don't think Unglue is big enough yeah, for that's, you. That's how I that's go, yeah. Go start a flying car company. Yeah, like I mean, you know, like I keep thinking you're a great founder. You have, I'm sure you have a great team. I think you're going to have a successful business and maybe yeah. a successful exit. Yeah. But I think the scale yeah. of that will be relatively small yeah. from but, from but, our perspectives. But maybe a great result for yeah. you. You. Yeah, maybe you, know, you want to do a ten million dollar or or twenty million dollar, and that's good for you, and that's You've done that. Fine. That's not the goal. Yeah. Um, okay. So the the goal for me, if we're sitting here and all agreeing that we have tens of millions of kids, families, and tens of millions of kids today in the U.S. alone that are having this problem, and we're still saying this cannot be a big business. That yeah, we're not seeing on a, we're not looking at the same page. Yes, we're not. The, then that's okay. Go prove us wrong. Because Absolutely clearly. Will. Do it. Absolutely yeah. will. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Alon is off to prove them wrong. Meanwhile, investors are sorry to see him go, but they're pretty sure they made the right call on Unglue. I love the way he pushed back. So the other team I saw that's working on this yeah. is, it's interesting. It's an equally experienced entrepreneur who sold his last company for like 300 million bucks, who built basically VPN technology that sort of effectively, and that's his, he's like, ah, he's like, the way you keep kids from cheating is you basically tunnel all the traffic right. so that you can see everything. His is 399. 
So yeah. the price-based competition that you right. talk about. Right, same yes. thing. Okay. And there's two or three others, and I just worry that the market clearing price for this ends up being 99 cents until I mean, it's, it's free. Zero. Until it's free. Yeah, yeah. It's zero. It's co- it won't be zero because they'll, they'd rather pay him a few pennies than yeah. do it themselves. Virtually, like for all intents and purposes. Close to zero. Yeah. It'll be, yeah. you know. See, he, it took him uh, uh, two years to build this, but the fact is, is that he has a small team, and I, I think this can be replicated pretty fast. Next time one of my portfolio companies needs a CEO, I'm going to try to persuade oh, him to drop this and go join I us because he. I'm tired of him saying I need a him. This is the kind of guy I have I'd like two to back. companies right really? now. I need him. Uh, absolutely. When we come back, I find out from Milan if things with Unglue are still going as planned, and what happens when breaking news from Apple has major ramifications on your business. Coming up after the break. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. We talk to a lot of entrepreneurs on the show, and one thread that connects them all, they're not just pitching their business, they're pitching themselves. Because small business owners know that their business is more than just a company, it's their whole life. And State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, and they know what it takes. They can help you choose personalized policies that fit your budget. That's the personal touch. That's small business insurance from State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. Small business owners know that it's not just business, it's personal. Your business is your life, and State Farm gets that. State Farm agents are small business owners too, so they know what it takes. They can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. And they live and work in your community. So you're not just getting an insurance plan, you're getting that personal touch. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome back. Three months have passed since Alon's pitch to investors, so I called him up with a few questions. So it was interesting for me to watch your pitch because it, it all signs from the investor's perspective showed a lot of interest and fascination with your technology and what you were building. But then, of course, like they didn't invest. What, what was the disconnect, you think? I think I talked more about too much about the product and not enough about the business. Um, and that's that's a, sometimes a trap I'm falling into, uh, admittedly so. And I think part of the problem is that there have been so many broken promises in this space. There are a lot of uh, historically parental control solutions that have promised to fix this problem. And there is a certain level of fatigue um, both from parents as well as investors that have not seen success in this space yet. What maybe I haven't, I, you know, kind of failed to you know, convince them is that our way of doing things is vastly different. And that's why so far we're very successful. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, but I don't think the investors were actually hung up on the fact that there were a lot of failures in the space. I, I think it didn't feel like they were like, oh, we've been burned by a product in this space before. It was more like 
they just didn't think you were solving that big of a problem. 100% of kids are addicted to the devices in this country, not to mention other places in the world. So by any measure of the imagination, this is a bigger problem. And the question, of course, is this a bigger business? This is not for everyone, and uh, which is fine, which is perfectly fine. You know, we're finding the investors that are passionate about the problem we're solving, see the opportunity. Certainly there are risks, but hey, all of these investors are in the business of risk. But yeah. I think the craziest part to me, Alan, was that the investors, like we know they didn't, they didn't see the big opportunity that you're seeing, but they liked you. Like they actually said they would invest in you, but not on glue. Yeah, that's, that's not how life works. I'm, I'm being driven by uh, things that I'm passionate about solving, uh, not by appeasing investors. Um, fortunately for me, this is the problem that I chose to solve. And actually, I think it's fortunate for the world because we will solve this problem for the next generation. Um, and this will be uh, something that uh, everyone will look back and like, yeah, that was one of the things we should have invested in. And, and that's fine, right? Again, this is not for everyone. Wow, you're so confident in that, um, which is impressive. Uh, I admire that. I mean, this is not ego or vanity, really. Uh, it's really not. It is simply a confidence that this is a real problem and our solution is a working solution. And not because I think so, because that's what families, parents, kids, educators are saying so. Everyone is addicted to their devices in what for one form or another. So it's just easier for us to pinpoint to our kids and say, huh, they're addicted. Uh, but the interesting part is when uh, they ask them, uh, do you think your kids are addicted uh, to their devices? And 65% of them said, yes, their kids are addicted to the devices. When we asked them about themselves, 67% said that they are addicted. The parents are addicted, right? So this is, and this is their own admission, right? So we're addicted to that content that is just getting us hooked on watching more, clicking more, scrolling more, liking more. And that's just the reality. So unglue really is the solution for that for everyone. You know, you can think about Unglue as the Weight Watchers for your digital calories, right? <laughs> weight Watchers for your digital calories. <laughs> it's great. Um, all right. So tell me about the big thing in the news that just happened. I'm sure listeners will recognize it. From your perspective, what happened? So what really happened is two of Apple's biggest uh, shareholders uh, wrote an open letter that pretty much said, hey, Apple, uh, you built an incredible product, but from all facts, um, showing that this is a very addictive product and you can and should do better to help parents solve this problem yeah. for their kids. That's pretty much the essence of it. Um of course, immediately I opened a bottle of champagne and, and drank a glass because um, this is great. Fact of the matter is now th something has to happen. And do I believe that Apple will do something about this? Absolutely. And I think that Apple is you know, not an expert in this space and they will have to do something in collaboration with other companies that are, are experts in this space, uh, like Anglu. Um, so I'm very hopeful that something collaborative will happen um, that... Uh, 
will uh, take us to a whole other level. So you're driving towards the hope that like you'll get acquired. I think that's that's a that's a possibility. Um, again, for me, the 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 mission is solving this problem, build, building a big business around it. Uh, and if Apple will, you know, is, is a, obviously a huge partner that will allow us to reach uh, many, many millions of people. So it's uh, it definitely fits that vision uh, and and the mission. Uh, so it won't it won't be a, a bad outcome uh, being acquired by Apple. Yeah. So if someone from Apple is listening, which I'm sure they are, do you have anything you want to say? Alon at unglue.com. <laughs> Shoot me an email. We can talk about terms. <laughs> Alon is close to closing his $3 million round and hopes to pour that money into marketing on Glue. But of course, there's always Apple. I personally think this is a huge problem that needs a solution. Not for my kids, necessarily, but for me. Of course, you should stay on your phone and go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. I also have a question for you. It feels like founders like Alon, who are trying to solve a real-world problem, are often the most driven and passionate. But it can be hard to get others to realize the scope of the thing you're trying to solve. So we want to know, have you ever started something because the problem felt big and you had a passion for it, but you couldn't get investors or customers to feel the same way? And what did you do about it? Head on over to thepitch.show slash discuss and tell me what you think. Our show is produced by me, Josh Muccio, Kareem Maddox, and Molly Donahue. We are edited by Devin Taylor. We're mixed by Enoch Kim, original music composed by The Musemaker and Bobby Lord. Our theme music is by Breakmaster Cylinder. Lisa Muccio plans our recording events, and thanks to Samira Sohail for her reporting on this episode. And for introducing us to Unglue, I'd like to thank Connor Sundberg and the team at Amplify.la. As a reminder, no offer to invest is being made to or solicited from the listening audience on today's show. All right, you've been listening to The Pitch from Gimlet Media. See you next week. This episode of The Pitch is brought to you exclusively by State Farm. If you're a small business owner, you know that it isn't just your business, it's your life. And whatever your business might be, you want someone who understands. That's where State Farm Small Business Insurance comes in. State Farm agents are small business owners themselves, living and working in your community. That means they know what it takes to help you personalize your policies for your small business needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.